was the bottom of the ninth with McGuire up the bat. Feeling so at home in my giant ace cap. I was eight years old, wearing gold and green. From my head to my toes, rap game Billy Bean. She was my first kiss, but I don't think it counts. On the kindergarten trip to the Oakland Firehouse. Sitting in the stands with her family. With the baseball glove her dad handed me. As the season unfolded, we held our breath. Watching Ricky Henderson, the quickest runner in the West. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Jokestrap with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will discuss two of his favorite things, which are sports and stand-up comedy. Hence the name Jokestrap. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. With that being said, please enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 70 of Jokestrap. This is Wes Hoffman. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, Today's date is October 10th, 2020. And we've recently wrapped up... Uh, the division series in Major League Baseball for the American League and the National League, which had four different series. Um, had the Oakland A's facing off against the Houston Astros, and then it had the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Dodgers faced off against the... Uh, we'll get back to that one because I don't remember right now. <laughs> we had the Miami Marlins face off against the Atlanta Braves. And we had the Dodgers face off against the, uh, oh yeah, the San Diego Padres. It wasn't much of a contest, which is why I forgot. No. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they were all best of five series. And the Dodgers did end up sweeping three games to none over the Padres. Uh, The Atlanta Braves took care of business, sweeping the um, Miami Marlins. It's the first playoff series loss in the history of the Marlins franchise. Granted, they haven't been a franchise for too long. But every time they've made the playoffs, they've made it to the World Series and won it. But not this time. They did win the first round, but nothing beyond that. Um, kudos to the Marlins, though. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Don Mattingly got manager of the year in this weird season, uh, just for everything that the Marlins had to go through, through the breakout and the breakout, the breakout. Yeah. The breakout, uh, with COVID that the team had, they signed a whole bunch of players just to fill the roster and had a whole bunch of these stupid seven inning double headers and had to play a lot of games in a small number of days, even more so than other teams. And they still managed to make the playoffs. So, wouldn't be surprised if Don Mattingly got himself some little hardware um, uh, for making the, well, for succeeding as well as they did, given everything that they went through. Um, And then uh, in the American League, uh, last night, the Yankees finished, or were finished off by the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, One of the best playoff games ever. regular season or irregular season uh, that I can recall. Uh, It was Garrett Cole pitching on three days rest against starter Tyler Glasnow of the Tampa Bay Rays, who was starting on two days rest. Uh, Glasnow only went two and a third, but the strategy that Kevin Cash used was pretty interesting uh, for the Rays, uh, having their pitchers just pitch to nine batters, and then he would remove them. Uh, He didn't want any of the batters for the Yankees to... uh, get familiar with the pitcher and 
face him more than once. So that was an interesting strategy. Pulled, <laughs> it worked out nicely. Bold strategy, Cotton. Um, but yeah, it worked out um, good for Kevin Cash and the Rays. Uh, they got a huge home run late from an uh, undrafted uh, guy. Um, I can't recall his name right now. Uh, Brousseau, I believe is his last name. Can't remember his first name. But uh, yeah, great recap, huh? <laughs> but yeah, it was an incredible game to watch. Uh, Aroldis Chapman gave up the game-winning home run for the Yankees. Uh, and that's the second year in a row he's done that. Last year it was Jose Altuve. So um, this time it's Brousseau that gets him. And uh, yeah, so anyway, that was a good game. Yankees ended up losing in five games, so I was happy about that. Uh, unfortunately, my Oakland A's lost in four games to the stupid Houston Astros, which I was afraid was going to happen. That the Astros, with the record that wasn't even 500, would get into the playoffs with these expanded playoffs. And then, of course, they get hot right as they get into the playoffs and then sweep the Twins in two games in the wild card series and then go on to beat the A's. And I talked about last week how the schedule was so stupid because the A's had day games every day against the Astros. And they were all in L.A. And the ball was flying like crazy during this whole series against the Astros. I don't know why. I mean, part of it's because it's during the day, but they said L.A. Dodgers ballpark is the pitcher's ballpark. Almost made me think like the baseballs were replaced or something before the series. Meanwhile, the, like, last night's game between the Yankees and the Rays, their their game is at night in San Diego, and, you know, there's only a total of three runs. So there's a big difference, and I'd... It's not like the Yankees can't hit home runs. It's not like the Rays... I mean, the Rays have good pitching staff, yeah, but uh, I don't know. It just seemed crazy that the A's and Astros, both teams, not just one of the teams, are both launching balls out left and right during that entire series. Um, it, it made it, I mean, kind of less exciting to watch. I know they say, like, chicks dig the long ball, but you don't want, like, everybody in the lineup hitting the long ball. It's just kind of like, okay... Boring. So now, anyway, we got the um, Tampa Bay Rays going to square off against the <laughs> Houston Astros. The Rays are going to be a home team. They're going to be playing in San Diego. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see if the Astros can keep their momentum up in uh, San Diego, different ballpark, which is supposed to be more of a pitcher's park against a good uh group of pitchers that Tampa Bay has and uh, we'll see how that series goes um, and then the Dodgers are going to be facing the Atlanta Braves and uh, I know the Dodgers are a heavy favorite but the Braves have pitched a lot of shutouts in this postseason so see if they can stymie that Dodgers lineup as well be interesting to see uh, will I watch that much of them this round I don't think so really um, it looks the the series I'm more interested in is the Rays and Astros series because I do really want the Rays to win that series, um, but I don't know if I'll be able to watch too much. I know tomorrow's game is on at 4:30 Pacific, but then after the first game, it looks like they have a day game again again Monday, and I have to think that if the Rays 
got beat by the Yankees and the game it would be Yankees Astros. I have to feel I feel that the Yankees would be on later in the day. I just I don't know. Like I said before, the Yankees and Dodgers seem to get those primetime slots. But no, it's going to be on at 1 Pacific again Monday, so I won't really be able to watch that game. And uh, it's just the way it goes with this stupid schedule. They can't put them both at night, apparently, or later in the day at least. At least 4 p.m. Pacific would be fine. I mean, it's not too late, not too early, I would think. Anyway, that's just the way it goes. National League's being played in Arlington, the can of Texas. And uh, America League in San Diego at Petco. But, um, yeah. And then the World Series will be played in Arlington as well. The offseason for baseball is going to be interesting. Uh, not just Oakland A's, just entire Major League Baseball. Uh, how do you judge a performance in a 60-game season? How much money is going to be available for these players during an offseason like this where the Fans weren't allowed into the ballpark. That's a big portion of the revenue. Can these uh, are these teams going to offer as much money as they normally would to players for for contracts? Um, stuff like that's going to be interesting. Um, and uh, will the season start on time next year, as expected? Will it start with fans? These are questions that uh, teams don't even know yet. Um, I know they released like a spring training schedule hella early. And release the schedule for next season already. You know, they're being optimistic, I guess. But we don't even know if any of that's going to come into fruition for sure. So it's going to be a weird, weird offseason once again. Uh, for the Oakland A's, they have Liam Hendricks, who's a free agent. They have Marcus Simeon, who's a free agent. Uh, Tommy Lestella, who they got in the trade from the Angels, is a free agent. Uh, I would say those are the big three names that they'd like to keep if possible, but there's no way that they're going to keep all of them. Um, my hope is that they're able to re-sign Marcus Simeon and Tommy Listella. Uh, no disrespect to Hendricks. I just think that closers in general are easier to replace. And they also seem to have a shorter, short, shorter, shorter shelf life for most teams or... Not so much a shorter, sh blah, blah, blah. see, I can't even say shorter shelf life. Like their uh, tenures with teams seem to be shorter than most uh, other players. Like you got guys like Craig Kimbrell didn't really, he wasn't a closer for the same team for very long before he got traded. Um, and, you know, guys like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the A's do and what other teams do uh, during this offseason. What really sucks, though, is with this whole COVID nineteen and the pandemic and all that. Uh, we just we're just still in the NBA finals now uh, for basketball. The Lakers are currently up three games to two over Miami Heat, and so that season's gonna completely end for once in October when it's supposed to be starting in October. So now it's talks like it's gonna be restarting again either in December or January. The same goes for hockey, and now. The team, the sports are basically going to be all uh, um, happening. Aside from, I mean, football a little bit, but aside from football, they're all going to be like conflicting with each other. So, I mean, I usually get the Sharks ticket pack, uh, or I did last season, ten game ticket pack, seven game ticket. It was a seven game ticket pack. I couldn't even remember, 
But I got a seven-game ticket pack last year for the Sharks, but I don't even know if I'm going to be doing that for next season if they did allow fans just because it'll conflict with the other sports so much. Like they're sca- if a hockey starts in January and baseball starts in March, April, that doesn't leave me much time. I don't know if I want to like have tickets for both both sports at the same time going on if they're going on like at the same time for the most part. It's kind of frustrating. Um I don't know what they can do to fix it, really. Um you just hope like after next season that they can get back on track with their normal schedule and that hockey can start again in October and basketball can start in October like w- it was before. Um but they'd have to set up the schedule for this coming season uh, to somehow either be shorter amount of games or play more games in less amount of days. I think they could do that with basketball. Basketball has so many days off in between games, it's stupid, that I think they could play like every other day and fit in enough games um, in a shorter amount of time. Uh, Hockey, I don't know. Um, Maybe a few more back-to-back games than normal. I don't know. We'll see how it works out. Um, of course, if they have to do all this testing and stuff too, they may not be able to have be able to do back-to-back games as easy. So that's the tough thing about uh, uh, basketball and hockey. Uh, that might be another reason why they might have to be in a bubble is because they're not playing a whole series in the same city like uh, baseball does. Uh, they're playing a different team every game. So... We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It may not be fun, but it'll be interesting to see how this shit pans out going forward. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, football's kind of in a shit storm right now uh, with the Tennessee Titans. They had an outbreak uh, similar to what the Miami Marlins did in baseball. Um, pretty sure the Titans aren't playing this Sunday. I don't think they played last Sunday either. So... Uh, they had like over 20 positive tests in that staff and from the players and staff alone. So um, I don't know where they stand right now. Um, I haven't really l- looked it up recently, but that was the last I heard about them. Um, so apparently the Jets had one positive test and sent some players home or whatever. So I think they might be playing on Monday or Tuesday this week instead. Um, anyway. So, yeah, that's that. The 49ers, fortunately, are okay right now. Uh, they did lose their last game. Um, they could have won it, but they ended up losing 25-20. to 20. Uh, So they're at a 2-2 two and two record now going into this week five against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so I think they should be able to take care of the Dolphins. They will be getting Jimmy Garoppolo back, Jimmy G, uh, quarterback, so he'll be good to go. And I expect the Jimmy G to George Kittle connection to be back in full effect um, against the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, that's all going on. Uh, Like I said, basketball is in the finals right now. Not really paying attention to it. The French Open's happening. It's tomorrow morning. Uh, November 11th is the men's final. Uh, in tennis, uh, Rafael Nadal against Novak Djokovic. It's the number one rank and number two ranked against each other. So that should be a good match. I'm not going to get up to watch it, though. Not this year. 
um, if I didn't have all the other sports, you know, that I, I wanted to make sure I'm awake for the 49ers game. So uh, maybe I would get up and watch it, but not this year. Um, I do expect Nadal to win. He just pretty much dominates the French Open every year. Uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if uh, Djokovic wanted to. I mean, they're both really good tennis players. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, what's going on right now. Um, yeah. Am I upset that the A's didn't make it further in the playoffs for baseball? Not really. I mean, I won, I was rooting for them, but I'm not mad about it or anything. This has been a weird season. Uh, there's some people on Twitter calling for Bob Melvin to be fired as manager of the A's. I think that's dumb. I don't think uh, anybody should really be um, punished for anything that happens uh, during a season like this that that's unusual and uh, has never happened before. I don't think that's right, even though the Boston Red Sox manager was let go. So it does happen. Um, yeah, and uh, as far as awards for the 2020 season, I I mean, I know originally I said I don't think they should happen. I still don't think they hold as much uh, bearing as a, a MVP award in like a 162-game season, for example. But if I had to give awards for these major awards, um, I think these would be what I would award the I think these would be the people I would give the awards to uh, without doing much research just off the top of my head. Uh, Cy Young Award, American League, would go to Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians, and that's like unanimous, no doubt. Um, National League would be close uh, between Trevor Bauer and Hugh Darvish, but I'd give the edge to Trevor Bauer. Um, American League uh, MVP, uh, that one was probably still go to Mike Trout. <laughs> He's insane still. Um, National League MVP, you probably have to give it to Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. Um, he's paid huge dividends, although Fernando Tatis Jr. wouldn't be trailing too far behind him of the San Diego Padres. Um, very exciting player there. Um see manager of the year I touched on for National League probably Don Mattingly and the American League uh, we got a similar sort of situation I think it could be Kevin Cash of the Rays there uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's Dusty Baker of the Houston Astros just with the situation that he was given and how the Astros fucking squeaked into the playoffs um, I could see Dusty Baker getting himself a manager of the year award just for that reason alone so, and also, you know, having Verlander be out and all that, going through all all the injuries that they had, had to go through to get there, too. So, um, that is uh, what I think some of the awards will be. Uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, I'm trying to think. I think the guy in the National League, they're on the Padres. Uh, there's a guy named Crowenworth. I'm not sure of his first name off the top of my head. But uh, I think he was the top rookie in the National League. Uh, in the American League, I have to say I'm not 100% sure. 
that's the thing with uh, this uh, schedule um, where the A's played all the teams in the West only. And, you know, like if you're a team in the Central, you play the Central only. East plays East only. Well, I only saw the teams in the West pretty much because I was just watching the A's game. So I don't really know what's going on in the other divisions as much as I usually would in a regular season. Uh, and I haven't been tuning in to MLB Network every night to watch highlights of all the games like I normally would in a regular season. So, yeah, I can't think of off the top of my head who the American League Rookie of the Year would be, but those would be the other awards at least of who I would think would probably be getting them. But we will see. Um. Anyway. But yeah, that's going to be pretty much it for this episode, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, don't have much more to share. I mean, that's it. A lot of sports going on still. I'm trying to pay attention to some of it, not all of it. Uh, some I care about, some I don't. Oh, the and this sh- bouncing back to hockey, uh, the San Jose Sharks did uh, resign Kevin LeBanc. Um, uh, to a four-year deal. Uh, so that was kind of surprising. Did not expect a four-year deal for him for him for a seventeen point nine million, I believe. Uh, kind of on the expensive side. Uh, from many's viewpoints, there's still talks about possibly a trade of Brent Burns or uh, Mark Edward Vlasic uh, to remove some cap space. So we'll see if that actually happens. There's talks of the Sharks bringing back Patrick Marlowe again for one last run. Um, and uh, it's unclear whether or not Joe Thornton will return. Right now he's in Switzerland. Apparently might be playing hockey over there. Hasn't really made up his mind yet of what he'll be doing. And like I said, who knows when the actual hockey season will start. So it's hard for players, fans, teams to prep for everything for a next season when you don't know exactly what next season's going to entail. Uh, it makes it very frustrating. Um, what else? So, I mean, that's it sport-wise. Um, I watched a movie this evening. Just to talk about something else here. I watched a movie this evening, a comedy. Uh, Hubie Halloween came out on Netflix recently. So I watched that um, I don't think it was, like, s- anything stupendous. Uh, it wasn't terrible. Um, sort of had, like, a earnest feel, as one of my, uh, comedian buddies, uh, pointed out. Uh, Chad Opitz said that. And I could actually see the earnest, earnest type comparison. I think earnest movies are better, but, you know... This one, for what it was, it, it wasn't that bad. A lot, of, a lot of good cameos in it. If you like Adam Sandler movies, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, or enjoy it at least somewhat. Uh, anyway, that's all I'm going to say this episode. So, anyway, I'll talk to you all again later. And uh, we'll check in again. Hope everyone's doing well. Staying safe. Staying sane. Please go out and vote. Uh, vote, vote, vote. Do it only once, otherwise it won't count. You'll get arrested or some shit. Uh, You don't want that to happen. Unless you're going to vote for Trump. Go ahead and vote like five times. Give it a try. All right, guys. I will uh, talk to you later. Peace out. Bye.